Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Josh Cohen, and welcome back to the Magic Gaming Podcast. As always, I'm joined by the uh, general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And uh, for the first time this season, uh, we have on now third-year Magic Gaming player May uh, on with us. Uh, thanks so much to both of you for coming aboard. Uh, May, I'll start with you. Since this is the first time we're talking to you this season on this podcast, uh, this is actually your fourth uh, NBA 2K League season as your rookie campaign was spent with uh, Pistons GT. But how amazing has this journey been for you and how much of an honor is it to be one of the few players in this league currently who has been in the league this long? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that because I remember I was on the phone with my sister um, about last week and we were just talking about like how quickly uh, this journey has like gone. Um, I feel like I've, I've grown up a lot being away from home, um, becoming more independent from, uh, being like an Italian boy and an Italian family. Uh, so I feel like that's something, uh, I definitely have grown the most from, um, since my first season and being here now, I feel way more matured and just independent. That's awesome to hear. And Jonah, I'll talk about some game action. I know you guys were a little disappointed to not advance to bracket play in the turn, uh, but you did end up winning uh, your final group play game uh, against rival Heat Check Gaming. Uh, May had a game-winning three-pointer with a half a second left in that contest. But uh, what was your overall assessment of your team's performance in that game and also throughout pool play? Yeah, um, specifically against against Miami, I thought we were great defensively, especially in the second half. Um, forced a ton of turnovers, really adjusted at halftime. Talked a lot about what we we're going to do different uh, during the break, and it kind of got it to work a little, a little, uh, a little better in the second half. Which you saw, obviously, Maddie getting a lot of early turnovers. Um, I think he had a five steal game, which you you know you get a five steals out of your lock, you should win that game. And um, obviously, Snubby had a, a, a nice clutch late three which was good to see after his disappointing uh, end of the game against Atlanta, uh, which I know he was uh, you know, upset about. He gave us a couple back against, against Miami. So, which is great. Um, so overall, I would say like, like, you know, already I'm a little disappointed that we're not, we're not able to go to Indianapolis and play again. I think we were one shot away from second place. And um, if we had beaten Atlanta, we'd have been in second. And instead we ended up in fifth. So um, just lost tiebreakers to the wrong teams and, ended up being on the outside looking in, but obviously um, we're, we're moving trending in the right direction, Josh. I think there's no question. I think if you look at our tip off tournament performance, the games, you know, the quality of gameplay, the way we looked as a team and uh, it looks better right now, I think significantly better. Um, so we're at least going to be in games. I tell duck that every day he, he dictates the pace of the game. We're going to have a chance to win. And uh, when he's able to do so, I, I truly believe we'll have a chance to win every one of those games. And we had a chance to win at least four of them in our group and uh, went two and two in those and, if we went three and one, you know, we'd be in a different position. Yeah. And as I mentioned just before, May, you hit that game winning three with half a second left. Uh, did you have a feeling uh, the ball was going to end up in your hands in the corner or did that kind of catch you by surprise a bit? And are those clutch moments, the type of moments that you really embrace? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, I definitely was expecting the ball because Duck had his uh, playmaking badge. And at the beginning of the possession, they had uh, their point guard on me. Um, so typically, you can just shoot over the point guard. But they actually ended up uh, last second switching um, their shooting guard onto me, which made it 
uh, a tad tougher shot. Um, and I guess as for a living for the moment, uh, I would say I do. Uh, like, uh, I spoke on this before, but, like, me and Maddie practice our shooting a bunch. Um, so it's it, when you do that so much, like, every day, um, it, you kind of, like, look forward to those type of shots, um, which I think that's something else I've really grown at is – um, kind of embracing that instead of uh, maybe in previous years, like not really wanting to shoot because I, I wasn't very confident in myself in it, where I feel like this year I've just, that's been one of my biggest improvements. And I, I tell you the truth here. So the morning of the game against the Heat, I was with Dan Savage and he specifically said, he's like, May's going to come up with a clutch, clutch play in this game. You watch. He, he, I swear he said that. And, uh, you know, cause he's noticed that you're always there at the right time. You make really great defensive plays down the stretch, come up with big rebounds. And he just predicted you'd make a, a great clutch play. It didn't have to necessarily be an offensive play, but just something that would help you guys get over the top down the stretch. Uh, Jonah, you know, you've learned a lot about may, uh, throughout his time with magic gaming, how have you seen him grow over the years, uh, not just as a uh, virtual uh, basketball player, but also as a person? Yeah, I'd say, you know, um, the, the thing I was, I've always appreciated about May the most is, you know, we've had over the years some, some challenging guys in the locker room. And um, he's done an incredible job of kind of like being neutral um, when we have those guys on our team. And, you know, I, what I would say is that he he's always been willing to change positions and play whatever role, you know, even going into the draft process this year, we weren't sure what we were going to do, have him at center, have him at power forward. And it was more like, Hey, we're going to take who We think is the best player there. And we obviously went with big rain and um, it wasn't a debate. It was like, okay, I'll play power forward all year. You know, it was not a conversation of like, Hey, we don't think you're good enough at center. We have to go center. It was, um, we, we firmly believe Robbie's ability can, you know, still be, um, a future at center here for us. So, you know, it, it's really an interesting dynamic. He's, he's been able to help create on a team where it's really healthy, um, and, and able to kind of move things around. But, um, as a person, he's certainly grown though. Um, I'll give him credit. You know, I, I've coached some guys who are a lot older in this league over my five seasons. And, um, even though I believe he was just 23 when he first got here, it, it didn't feel that way. I think right away, he was one of the more mature guys in the room and, um, he's really, he's really easy to work with Josh. I'll be honest. Like I, I think aside from, uh, him being cold all the time and wanting to raise the heat in the, in the facility, I think aside from that, like there's really not many complaints ever going. May, how much of a challenge has it been toggling back and forth between practicing for five E five and three V three? I know they're very different in many ways. Uh, does it require uh, a different kind of preparation for each? And when you switch back, is it kind of like getting reacquainted with game plan strategies, opponents, things like that? Um, I actually think uh, it it helps me. Um, I I struggled uh, getting steals in the tip off tournament, and then um, we switched to three v three, where you you naturally try to be more aggressive and try to cause more turnovers. And I, I really do think that helped me um, get my steals up for the the turn tournament. Um, because it, it just like naturally helped me see the game in a different way. So uh, I actually, I think 3v3 helped me. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, have you noticed uh, certain guys, Jonah, that seem to adjust really easily going back and forth while others might have a little bit more of a difficult time kind of getting that reacquainted feeling uh, to the different format? You know, some guys I'm sure, as we'll talk about in a bit, but some guys there might just be more comfortable with 5v5 or or 3v3, vice versa. So have you noticed kind of contrast between players when it comes to that? Yeah, you know, I, I, I what I certainly have noticed is kind of what, what Robbie uh, – alluded to, which is that um, some players have really grown their confidence level and skill sets because of 3v3. It's forced them into a position where they have to be a primary scorer or, or really work on enhancing their dribble game and, and things like that to, to where they're improved. And I would point to the Hawks, the Hawks team. And obviously they had their best run, um, you know, probably of their, their franchise um, in 5v5 in this, in this turn tournament, uh, even giving kind of Minnesota a run for their money in the first round. Um and, you know, I, th- I would say that it's that started in 33 for them where C's kind of got comfortable and was able to be this 30 point score and things like this, where um, in the past it wasn't that way. But there are such small differences between the gameplay. Even now, like we're we've been talking to Duck about, um, you know, how we're going to play the inbound passes and things like that and how it's completely opposite of how you played in 5v5, where you're like so concerned about maintaining possession, where in this it's like, hey, we want to pick up the pace, try to go get a three real quick if people are going to play overly aggressive, where um, it's just a completely different style of play and just takes time to get used to, which obviously is difficult when, you know, you only have a few days between tournaments. Now, May, in your free time or simply before you became a pro, did you mostly play 5v5 or 3v3? And based on your knowledge of the landscape of the league and the players that are in it, do most players tend to stick to 5v5 or do most play 3v3 when they're not competing in tournaments or in the 2K league? Uh, so to speak on everyone else, I would say most people play uh, 5v5. And that was definitely what I did um, competitively. Uh, during the day, I would just naturally play the park, whether it's 2v2 or 3v3. Um, so... Uh, the mode isn't necessarily like foreign to me. Um, I never was really like this like big uh, stagehead, uh, which is just the three v three for where you compete for your VC. Um, I never really played that a bunch, but I would just like casually play it throughout the days. So that's really what I did before I was in the two K league. Jonah, who would you say are the league's best individual three v three players? Uh, we've talked many times in the past about the top 5v5 players, uh, but who really stands out on the 3v3 side? You know, it's it's funny because obviously the Wizards won the 3v3 tournament, and I believe most people thought they were not not going to be competitive at 3v3. Um, so I think it's important that, like, I think we have to put Dave right there. I think the run he had in that tournament uh, was incredible. So I guess I will have to put him there, even though that's not really what he is known for at all. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I would I wouldn't I would credit guys like Killy from Dukes Gaming. Uh, obviously, won a 32 tournament last year in the 2K League as as an amateur team. Um, when he was currently not in the league, uh, was undrafted last year and played for a number of teams during the season as a replacement player. But um, you know, I, I would say him for sure. Um, you maybe point to like a guy like Unguardable on the Blazers. I think his style fits a little better in that game mode. Those guys that are really able to create for themselves at a high level. Um, Dre, for example, on, on the 76ers is this guy who wants to ISO and play for himself and uh, is able to do that, lean into that even more so in, in 3v3. So those are just a couple of the names that come to mind, but I'm sure I'm missing some of the elite. And um, really, I think the, te- the teams that win do it defensively, uh, forcing turnovers and um, so I guess I, I would 
would be remiss if I don't mess, mention guys like Zaynas from Mavs Gaming or, or Tezo from Celtics Crossover as well. And you guys, next week, we'll start pool play of the Switch, uh, which is the second 3v3 tournament of the season. Uh, Magic Gaming will be in group two of the Eastern Conference with 76ers GC, Knicks Gaming, and an amateur team called the Dream Shakers in that group. Uh, each team will play one another twice over a two-week span, and each series will be a best of five. Uh, what's your take, Jonah, of this group, and uh, what are going to be some of the key challenges ahead? Yeah, um, the, the group is difficult for sure. It's it's not an easy one. I would say it's it's slightly easier than the group we had in the initial tip-off tournament, uh, just based solely on the fact that, you know, Dream Shakers, um, assuming they have the same roster, um, is real Dario, badge plug, and um, – IQ contained and they're, they're not quite the team that handles is though, though they're still good and, and competitive handles was a beast. And, and they were really, really tough to beat the, probably the top amateur team in in the world, as far as that game mode goes. So that will make it a little easier. Um, so if we're able to handle business against them at that point, probably only have to win one or two games against Philly in, in New York and, and we can be where we need to be, but Philly brings unique challenges. Uh, like I mentioned with Dre really elite guard, um, they have good defense in general in, in 5v5 to carry that over to 33. Knicks gaming, you know, you don't know what you're going to get out of a team. They went um, the first week at 3v3, they went 0 and 3. The second week, they went 3 and 0. Looked like a completely different team, running different lineups. Um, not even sure what, who to expect to guard for them in this tournament. So um, definitely different in that way, where we're not sure what we're going to get out of them. But uh, the advantage I would say, Josh, is that we both those teams are in Indy and they're playing 5v5 and they're focused on 5v5 and our focus for days now has been on 33. So I think that's an advantage for us as we're able to kind of hone in on the small differences and improvements that we need to have. And, um, you know, while those teams are still focused on winning money in 5v5 mode that we're, you know, obviously putting behind us for the time being. And May, you've been teammates now with Duck for a few weeks. Uh, what have you learned about him uh, that's unique or special? Obviously when he's played well, you guys have, really had an edge for at least the majority of games. Uh, what have you learned about him in these last few weeks? And what are some things that you feel he's made progress with since he's joined the team? Uh, well, I'll say he's, he's pretty funny. Um, he's someone that uh, came in and like, we would have differing opinions on stuff, but like, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like unhealthy. It was kind of like, I would hear him out and, try to like meet somewhere in the middle with it. Uh, Cause he came from the Knicks where they just played uh, like completely different, especially defensively. Um, and as for uh, himself, gameplay wise, one thing that I think is really impressive is his ability to, to adapt, especially in the second half. Like he'll, he'll um, come out and like not necessarily look for a shot. And then second half realize like how they're playing him and then just, all of a sudden, like green two threes uh, down the stretch, and those type of points are just like so important to like keep the defense honest. And um, so I think those two things are the biggest things: just how funny he is and his ability to adapt. And you guys played New York in the turn, so you'll play them again here in the upcoming couple weeks with three V three action. Do you feel like duck gets a little more energized, a little more enthusiastic playing against his former team? I know it's pretty apparent that the league purposely uh, puts your, puts you guys and the Knicks in the same group for that reason, I would imagine. Uh, but do you feel like that kind of gives him a little bit more of an edge or some extra excitement 
uh, just playing against his former team? Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I, I personally, I, I want to beat the Knicks like for him um, just because they traded him after he's been there for a few years and they drafted him and he like, that's his home, New York. So I, I personally want to win for him. I feel like the rest of the room feels that way as well. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, when we play the Knicks, like it's definitely like, like we know the circumstances. And Jonah, just coaching Duck along with a few other guys that are seasoned veterans in the league, do you feel like throughout this season it's been a little easier to coach some of these guys just from the standpoint of they're proven, they're established, they've shown that they can adjust to various environments and circumstances? Has that made it any easier than maybe in past years? Yeah, I think certainly. Um, I'll be honest with Duck. Like, I I was not sure how our relationship would be. Obviously, you know, he's going from a team that was relatively competitive to a team that was struggling at the time, especially. And, um, you know, obviously had been in New York for three years and didn't want to be elsewhere, I'm sure, at least initially. And um, so I was a little little skeptical in, in, in seriousness. And um that's why, you know, I'm really encouraged by our relationship now and just who he is. I think he's, he's been great, great addition, great guy. Robbie kind of alluded to, you know, he's really funny. Um, he's a character for sure. And, and um, can adapt, I think, to, to any kind of team and environment around him, which I think is really a credit to him and his ability to kind of be that way. So um, he's been great, but overall the room has been really coachable. I think all year um, certainly Maddie helps with that too. I'll give him credit as one of our leaders that, he kind of like leans into that and helps, you know, coach as well. And um, Potts, I think, helps as well in that too. And uh, we just have room, I think, that in general wants to improve. And even though we have had struggles, still still kind of believe in ourselves and believe in the room. Well, that's awesome. And uh, best of luck these next two weeks in the switch. should be really exciting. Hopefully you guys get a chance to go to Indianapolis for bracket play. The action will start. Uh, this upcoming week. And like I said earlier, it'll be the Knicks, the Sixers and Dream Shakers in the Magic's group. So they should have uh, some some fun games ahead. So definitely stay tuned to all the action on Twitch and YouTube and also catch up on all the different content that'll be provided on Magic Gaming's Twitter account and the Magic Gaming's website. You can find all the action there. And uh, until next time, stay tuned and we'll catch you soon. Bye. 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 Bye